You're listening to episode 27 of the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life, all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Fat Field Female Podcast. I am so excited for this episode and for this conversation that's going to happen, that's about to go down. We have a very special guest and actually our very first guest on the show. And you know, when I started this podcast, I really had the intention of having guests on the show. But when I started podcasting and mapping out episode ideas, I realized I really wanted to make this a hub of information to discuss topics I believed would really truly help listeners. So that is why up to this point, all the episodes have been solo episodes of me. But moving forward, I am going to try to integrate some guests on the show that can further assist you on your health journey. So on today's episode, our very first guest, her name is Shanna Chow. And if you can't tell by the last name Chow, she is my sister. So I'm going to cut over to the interview in just a moment. But one of the main reasons why I wanted to have her on the show, not just because she's talented, intelligent, inspiring, beautiful, and funny, but and also because I feel so blessed to have her in my life, but because she has such an inspiring story about struggling with body image and having different forms of eating disorders and taking really extreme measures to be a certain weight. And I feel a lot of women have struggled with this uh, in the past or are struggling with it now. And I think it's important that more women are open and honest about sharing their stories if you feel comfortable about sharing your story, right? Because from my personal experience, when I was going through disordered eating and binge eating and yo-yo dieting and chronic dieting and diet culture, all of it, I felt so isolated and lonely. And for me, hearing other women who had gone through or were going through what I had gone through really helped me with my own personal healing journey. And I'm so thankful to hear those women's stories I heard in the past. It helped me so very much. Um, I wasn't comfortable sharing my story five years ago. I am now. And I'm about paying it forward, reciprocity. And my sister is open to share her story. And I truly, 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 truly hope parts of it resonate with you and I hope that her story can help you in any capacity. So without further ado, let's cut over to the interview. Hello, Shanna, and thank you for being our first official guest on the Fat Fueled Female podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. 
I just wanted to say, I really appreciate you coming on here and being open and vulnerable to share your story. I appreciate it so much. And I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate it as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm an open book for the most part with my story and what I do for a living. So I'm here to share, to teach and to just get into it. All right, let's do the damn thing. So let's kind of start out with your backstory growing up. What was your relationship with food, body image, body confidence, all of it? For sure. So I grew up in a pretty normal childhood. Okay. Um, I played many sports growing up and it wasn't until I hit puberty where I was greatly influenced by the media, by comparison, by body image that when I was about 14, I developed bulimia and then through bulimia, it was anorexia. And then through that, it was a lot of body dysmorphia and it would go in waves. It would go up and down, up and down, um, throughout my teenage years into my early twenties. And then into my early twenties, I got into a really bad car accident and I put on a lot of weight. And I told myself that, you know, I was healed. I was healed and I would just eat a lot of food. I started actually binge eating, Mm -hmm. um, binge eating mixed with alcohol consumption, because, um, for me, I always had a a calorie counter in my head going on 24 hours a day. It was always like tallying up how many calories I ate and this and that. And the way for me to escape from that calculator in my head would be to mask that pain a bit. Right. So I would drink alcohol to cope with it. Um, So it was an ongoing battle where I'd always tell myself that I was healed and healthy. And I really, really wasn't Um, in my in my mid twenties, I decided to get back into acting and modeling, which was probably one of the worst industries to be in. (laughs) If you struggle or have had a history of struggling with eating disorders. Um, and the thing is back then everyone would say to me, wow, you look so great, Shanna, you're so fit. Um, you're so healthy because on the outside, you know, I looked very lean. I had, um, you know, uh, an attractive physique, but I was so in health, um, unhealthy in the inside. Mm-hmm. Not only was my thought process and my relationship with food really unhealthy, but I was in the most toxic relationship I had ever been in, in my life. But from the outside, everybody thought that I had all my shit together. Um, and for me in my late twenties, it took intentional work for me to realize that I don't want to live my life like this, that what goes on internally is a reflection of your external world. And through working with coaches and mentors, I overcame the eating disorders. I also left a toxic relationship. And because of that adversity within my life, I use that pain and turned it into purpose in my coaching practice right now. I love that so much. So when was the pivotal moment, if there was one, when you realized, Hey, I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I'm so much more than my physical body. I'm so much more than this disordered eating or anorexia or bulimia. Was there like a specific point in your life when you're like enough is enough? Yeah. So it's, it's weird. The universe sometimes just gives you circumstances where it just hits you. 
And for me, like I said earlier, I'd have that calculator, that calorie counter on in my head. And when I would prepare for, you know, a photo shoot or something like that, I would really limit my food intake. Right. And there was this grocery store I used to go to North Vancouver and they had these amazing pastries and, and cakes. Okay. And I'd go to the grocery store and I'd buy everything healthy or what mm-hmm. I thought was healthy. Right. And I'd go past that bakery section. I'd be like one day I'm going to get one of those cakes. I'm going to eat it myself. Okay. With no shame, no guilt, right? No shame, no shame, no guilt. Right. Um, and the moment for me was I was in a coffee shop and I saw a lady order a piece of cake. It was like a random day, just whatever, reading her newspaper and just eating the cake. And for me, I was like, how does somebody do that? Mm -hmm. How can somebody just order a piece of cake and not think about it? Right. And that's what most people do but I didn't. So it was that moment that made me realize this isn't how I want to live my life. Um, Mm -hmm. this is also not the relationship I'd wanted to be in either. I wanted to be in a healthy, loving relationship and I wanted to get to the root of the problem. I love that. So how has this, you know, your past story impacted Mm -hmm. your Dharma, your purpose, how you you're dating and relationship and life coach, and you really focus on women empowerment and, you know, healing from the inside out. How has this impacted how you work with women and how you show up in your business? For sure. So, I mean, we all like to look at the external and say, okay, well, she has her shit together or they're in a loving relationship. We look at the Instagram reels of people's lives and then we compare ourselves to that reel. So for me, I predominantly work with women and I work with women who have experienced an unhealthy relationship, a toxic relationship, or it can be a, a form of abuse, emotional, verbal, physical, sexual, any type of unhealthy relationship in which they want to heal get the empowerment and confidence to open up their hearts to love again. But through that process and through that journey, it's not just, uh, you know, put up a couple of pictures on a dating app and attract a high value man. It's so much deeper than that. And for me going through my own adversity, not only within my you know personal choices and my eating disorder uh, in my past, but also unhealthy relationship. Like I talked about toxic relationship, it's able for me to have created frameworks for my clients to follow in order to take radical responsibility within their lives, change their self-sabotaging patterns, because Mm -hmm. essentially that is what eating disorders are, self-sabotaging, ongoing and ongoing, ongoing, ongoing cycle. I'm doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it to magically change, right? Um, And to give them the support and guidance to keep on going. So when I think back and I talk about eating disorders, when I talk about unhealthy relationships, I like to think back and find the gratitude in it mm-hmm. because the blessing, the silver line. blessing for yeah. sure. because if I didn't experience that, well, then I wouldn't be living my Dharma, my purpose right now to transform women's lives. And do you find, I know with my disordered eating and our, our stories are very similar because we're sisters, you know, um, and I feel like you mirrored a lot of unhealthy traits and behaviors because I'm a couple years older than you. But, um, the point of this question was, do you feel like anything that you went through or what you went through, you look at it all as 
pure blessings and the biggest lessons you could have ever as as painful as it was when you were going through it. Do you, can you look back at, obje- at it objectively and be like, wow, I'm so thankful that I went through that. Cause that's how I look at what I went through. For sure. I mean, I think that's the only way to look at it when you are growth oriented, growth minded and have truly healed. I think when you look back on any type of adversity in your past and you're triggered still, Mm -hmm. and you have resentment, you have shame, you have feelings that make you very angry. I think you still have work to do on that. Right. Absolutely. Like in, um, in Buddhism, what they say is a double arrow theory theory, right? It's like the first arrow that you fire is the adversity, the bad, you know, maybe somebody cheated on you. Maybe, um, you know, you experienced some really bad hardship in life, right? That's the first arrow and you can't necessarily control that. Right. But Mm -hmm. the second arrow is the one we keep on firing ourselves with. And that's the arrow of shame, of blame, of holding on, of resentment, of not letting go. So it's really on us to stop firing that second arrow. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before. That's super interesting. And really just taking responsibility for our lives, really, instead of, you know, ego turns the mirror outwards, blame pointing finger. Instead, it's that higher self turning the mirror inwards on ourselves and reflecting on what my role was in whatever endeavor it was or whatever pain or trauma you went through or anyone goes through, what was my role in that? And how can I show up better in the world from this past experience? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what are your thoughts on with social media being, you know, when we grew up, there was no social media. There was, we had pagers and, you know, we had the Motorola flip and I think Facebook, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Facebook really wasn't big till after we graduated high school, mm-hmm. right? Was there like, was no, there was no Instagram. Yeah. Sorry. Like 2006. That's when. Yeah. Okay. So it was, you know, after, so it's like, we didn't have, you know, people recording our every move when we're out and about, we didn't have to have the perfect lighting, the perfect selfie, you know, we weren't, I think so hyper aware of how we looked growing up. Mm -hmm. Right. So No, we definitely weren't. I mean, we had like what magazines, like Bop magazine, or maybe not Bop magazine, but like plus Bop. Bop was like the heartthrob, like JTT, like the JTT, the Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But no, we didn't have that, and I I think we're very fortunate that we grew up in in that time because it's it's very challenging for for young women right now. Um, Social media filters, changing your face. You know, everything, selfie, selfie, everything, you know, you can put a filter and add makeup to a video and then go on with no makeup on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I it's know so, it's so crazy. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say when we were growing up in like, you know, the nineties or the two thousands is when we were like teenagers and whatnot, young adults, do you think the standard of beauty has really changed from when we were adolescents and teenagers and what is quote unquote, an ideal body type now in 2022? For sure. I think it's always changing. Like, I think the standard of women's 
looks is always changing. Like in the fifties, it was a Marilyn Monroe body, right? Curves were in. And then you go into like the eighties and it was that like skinny, 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 Mm -hmm. like body frame. Right. And then in, you know, the two thousands, it was skinny again. And then now it's like body confident. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like curves, the Kardashians, you know, big butts, big boobs, big asses. So it's always changing, but I think the expectation is so unrealistic for women like unrealistic, especially with access to, you know, procedures to, you know, plastic surgery to so many things out there that young girls can have access to that. Yeah. It's very challenging. And it's hard for women to not compare to not, not compare to it. Right. But the standard that we're comparing to isn't really necessarily realistic. Like yeah. even celebrities that have millions and millions and millions of followers on any social platform, they Photoshop their photos. So yeah. it's like we're comparing ourselves to a standard that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What's your take on women going under the knife and getting sort of any sort of surgery to change their body? I think it comes from intention. And I think it comes from the why. Okay. There's many people out there that will argue and say, women are beautiful the way they are. And they shouldn't change anything about them. They should never change it. Like you're God's gift. And this is what you should be. That's one side of the argument. Okay. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. The other side of it is like, no, I want to fix everything. I want to fix this. I want to fix that. I think what it truly comes down to is, are you doing it from a place of lack? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because internally you think that you're not enough. So you're going to change your external. Or is it because internally you feel, you feel, you feel completely full, but you have this one thing that you want to change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, I didn't, I want to change this. Like mm-hmm. for me, for example, for me, I get my eyebrows microbladed. Okay. Is that considered like, I shouldn't do that. And you know, <laughs> I have, you know, it should be natural and it's just whatever. Like naturally I don't really have eyebrows. So if <laughs> we both don't have sweat, eyebrows. Like, I come out with no brows on. So for me, I like my microbladed eyebrows. So I think it's not necessarily uh, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what people's choices are when it comes to that. What I care about or what should matter most is where it's coming from. Yeah. Why? Like, what is the core belief behind that? Yeah. If you think by getting your bum done or getting your breast done, that's going to make you happy. You're mm-hmm. potentially giving all your power away to an external, mm-hmm. external circumstance where we mm-hmm. have to find that love and that acceptance and that compassion for ourselves from within because your for human sure. body changes throughout your entire lifetime. You're not, you don't have the same, you're in the same physical body, but you don't have the same body that when you were 10, when you're 15, when you're 25, like it's always changing, right? It's your soul and who you are internally. That's the most important thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, you also can't compare your level of self-acceptance to other people's, if that makes sense. Like there are people in the world that might have, you know, a, a beauty mark on their face, like a, like a very prominent beauty mark and it covers half of their face and they own it and they love themselves and they're confident with it. And then a person halfway around the world has that same thing. And people say to them, well, just own it. Just love yourself. Who cares? But they're like, I hate this about me. I don't, mm-hmm. don't like this about me. And so it's like, okay, so then you're going to get that removed. And then they're like, I feel amazing. 
So yeah. it's like, yeah, there's two arguments here, but you also can't say that telling somebody to do all the inner work and do this is going to necessarily fix that person. Sometimes people need a mixture of yeah. other modalities and other ways to deal with it. Right. Absolutely. So uh, there's no one answer that fits all. I think it comes down to what the intentions are, where it comes from, if, it, if it's coming from a place of lack or if it's coming from a place of wanting to enhance your body because it's going to make you happier. I think it's just questions you really have to hone in and ask yourself, like you said, the intention, mm -hmm. why are you doing this? And if you, my personal belief is do whatever makes you freaking happy and people who are going to like, there's so many trolls on the internet that just judge so many celebrities. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like let celebrities are humans, let them live. If they want to get procedures done, if they want to do this, or they want to do that, that's their choice. And that's what it comes down to. That's my personal belief. Let people do what makes them happy. But as you said, examine why you're doing this in the first place. If you feel like it's going to fill a void. And once you get your butt done, you know, you're going to be so happy and you're going to be so confident. And yeah, that could be true. But again, the why really honing in, you know, the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. If you want, if you want better answers, ask better questions, right? I, yeah. I always think of like when a, when a woman goes through a breakup and she cuts her bangs, you know, <laughs> like she cuts, she gets bangs. Everyone's like regretted that decision. Right. <laughs> but it's like, she cuts the bangs because she's like, wants something to change in her life. And she wants to feel a hotter or sexier or new look. And then she regrets it. It's like, let's not make decisions about, you know, medical or cosmetic procedures in that same mindset. When you're, right? especially sure. when you're going through a breakup where your emotions are, can be like really, really all over the place, you know, make that decision. Cutting the bangs isn't the worst. You can get those clip on bangs nowadays, right? You don't have to yeah. cut the bangs, but you know, when you're making important decisions, really try to have very neutral energy coming into it. Mm -hmm. So a couple more questions. I'm just going to ask you as an entrepreneur like myself and a business owner, how, if you had, um, I know you offer group coaching, your date for success program, and you also offer uh, one on one VIP coaching. So, if you had a client who was really struggling with confidence due to body image, what were what would be like two or three tips that you would help that client with? Yeah, so I, I think tips would be something that, like, tips are like when I think of tips, it's kind of like, okay, we'll do this and do that. Like I surface. Think, yeah. Surface. Yeah. I think we'd want to get to like the deeper core beliefs mm -hmm. and limiting beliefs that come from, um, the body image and the confidence from it. Like, where did it really stem? Did it stem from when you were, you know, seven years old, seven years old and, you know, Bobby and the playground called you fat and then, you know, you gained some weight in your stomach and you went swimming and then, you know, your girlfriends made you feel different because you couldn't, you weren't wearing a bikini. Like, where did this come from and why did you hold on to it? And there's many different exercises I do with clients, you know, journaling, meditation, visualization. Um, You're an NLP practitioner as well. Yes. Neuro-linguistic programming. Yes for sure to get that visualization and, and, you know, to like go places that we don't usually go in 
our minds on the day to day, right? Like we're so busy in our days. We're not going to stop there and think like, okay, let's take 30 minutes to really break down why I have this belief about my body. Most <laughs> yeah. people don't do that. They just continue holding on to these beliefs. And then we do behaviors that self-sabotage ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, compare ourselves to other people. We go, uh, you know, clothing shopping and we look at ourselves in really bad lighting in a change room. And maybe we see a couple dimples or cellulite or stretch marks on our legs. We don't fit into the size of jeans. And then we get upset about it. So we go to McDonald's and eat a thing of ice cream. Like we do these behaviors and we need mm-hmm. to understand where there was ever a disconnect from your confidence and how it's related to your belief about yourself and your body. Yeah. Getting to that. And secondly, understanding that your body's functions, right? Like it's not, as you obviously know, like you're, and I've learned so much from you is like your body isn't just meant to look good in a bikini. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like your body's is meant to keep you alive in a healthy way and finding the gratitude in your body that it's breathing, that you're here, that your heart's beating. You're not doing any effort to make your heart beat right now. Well, thankfully you're not. Some people do. So it's about getting to the core and the basics and dismantling those and then coming up with a better, healthier, stronger idea of what this means to you with your body and your future going forward. And does it mean that we don't have setbacks? Like same with healthy relationships. Does it mean that if you're in a brand spanking new relationship after being toxic relationship, that you're not going to revert back to maybe some immature behaviors you used to do, but can you stop yourself? Can Can you you stop the awareness? Yeah, exactly. Can you have those patterns to stop yourself? Same with body image, same with confidence. Can you stop that negative self-talk to self-talk? Can you stop these patterns and really, and really ground yourself to stop the patterns and, and, and change your future? I love that so much. I know you do a lot of internal work with your group coaching and with your VIP clients. And I love that so much. It's been so awesome having you on the show as our very first guest. And I know you have a lot going on with so many different endeavors. You're kind of, you know, still you're so many different endeavors that you are spreading yourself into different types of businesses. So where can people find you and where can people connect with you? For sure. Before I say that though, I do want to say that I do want to say thank you, even though I have said this, you know, to you privately, but you know, you be my sister as a holistic nutritionist, you have just taught me so much about nutrition and about my relationship with food and have given me the tools to have a better relationship with food, whether that was the simple things of just not weighing yourself every day and, and tools like that. So I first want to say thank you. And there's so much gratitude I have for you um, with your expertise and knowledge that, you know, you help so many other people, your clients and people with this podcast, but you've touched my life so much with that. Oh, thanks. Shikamu. And if anyone doesn't know, (laughs) Shikamu is her nickname and my nickname is Mikamu. (laughs) (laughs) Probably we were like four or five. Yeah. We made those up when we were really little, but yeah, thank you so much. And you know, that really means so much to me, even though you voiced that to me a bunch, but that just 
makes me know that what I'm doing, I'm living in alignment and living my Dharma and my purpose and helping women break three, break three, break free of diet culture and diet dogma and have so much ownership and empowerment over their health and taking full control of their health and responsibility for their lives. So thank you so much. So again, where can people connect with you and find you? Yeah, for sure. So I have a group coaching program. It's called date for success DFS. It's my group coaching program for ambitious single women. It's also a community as well. Um, so that's at date for success.com. Very simple. Uh, we'll put all these links in the show notes for people to connect with you as well. Private coaching, go to shannachow.com. Um, you can find me on all the major social platforms, uh, TikTok, Shana Chow, YouTube, Shana Chow. And you're <laughs> really Shana active Chow. on, you're quite active on TikTok. You're posting on there yes. with awesome, awesome, awesome dating and relationship and women empowerment quotes. You're so good on TikTok. I love it. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And then the last thing I do, um, also I'm a very big advocate, obviously for female empowerment, um, very big advocate for female financial independence. I think one of the main reasons most women settle within relationships or stay within relationships is because they don't have their own financial independence. And one of the major breakthroughs for me in my journey was invested in the cryptocurrency market. So with my partner, Lucas uh, and his team, we've actually come together uh, with a program called through crypto labs research. And we have a free crypto crash course. If anyone's interested in diving deeper into that as well. Yeah, this is the new goods I was talking about. This is the exciting <laughs> stuff. And the crypto yeah. world is, I'm very novice to it. So I'm super excited to join that, you know, free training and understand, get kind of that blueprint instead of me doing all the research on my own to figure yeah. out how to get into that space. So that's super exciting. And I know you've been working your booty off on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, but it, it's worth it. It's it's uh, to just... I think you would agree that to teach people and to transform people's lives is probably one of the best feelings ever coming from a place of service. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So any last things you want to say on this episode? Again, I'm so happy that you're the very first guest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. It's an inside joke from when I was five, when I used to love to play a cowgirl (laughs) and a very aggressive cowgirl. (laughs) And she would say in the cupboard, (laughs) run around with my my horse. Wow. Some home videos on that. Oh my gosh. We should watch this. Um, (laughs) No, I just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. And if I can just leave one piece of, of advice is, you know, whatever, anybody's going through, if it's, you know, leaving a toxic relationship or any adversity in your life, whether that be dealing with, you know, poor or low body confidence, we're all one decision away from changing our future. And you might hear people say that you hear coaches say that you hear slogans or Instagram posts and you're like, yeah, okay. But it's truly the truth. We're yeah. one decision away of being like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And for me, like in that coffee shop, seeing the lady, that was my decision. So we can all just be mindful and open to that. If we're open to that, then great things can transpire. I love it. I love it. I love it. Again, thank you so much for being here, Miss Shanna Chow. I will leave all your handles and all the awesome stuff you just talked about in the show notes and um, yeah, have a beautiful rest of your day.
Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you're listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.